Thank you for tuning back in to the Hearts, Conspiracies and UFOs podcast. It's Jarvie here and you join us in a week where Hearts put away form continues with a 3-2 defeat to Hearts midweek. Um, to help me go through it all and other news, I'm joined once again by Simon. Hello. Hammy. Hello. And Paddy. Hello. No jolly jumble this week. Um, last sightings were he's back and hiding up in Inverness, apparently living off wild mushrooms. So uh, we'll see what kind of condition he returns in next week. Um, <coughs> quite, quite a bit to get through. It feels like it's been a really slow news week, but at the same time, we've actually got quite a jam-packed show for you. Um, we're going to go through kind of pilot events, the Parliament's kind of decision to put that on hold, a whole bunch of transfer news, Craig White and being an absolute baller um, and other things. So quite a lot to get through. Um, start us off then, I guess, the, the pilot event with fans actually back in stadiums uh, last weekend. Um, 600 lucky punters, 300 at Ross County to see them humiliated by Celtic 5-0 and 300 at Petaudry to see Aberdeen beat Kilmarnock in a boring 1-0 victory. You kind of forget just how bad Scottish football actually is <laughs> as much as we want it back. Um, they were all temperature checked upon arrival. It was a one-way system. They had to wear masks. Um, they weren't allowed to, well, they weren't meant to shout, chant, sing, and had to sit down for 90 minutes. Simon, does that sound like the kind of environment you even want to go back to? No, no, that's the thing. Like, do we, do we want to go back? If that's all you can do, if it's minimal people in the stadium and you can't even enjoy yourself. I find I find games when it's jam packed and say you're you're going with someone who's never been before and you get a ticket or a, in a stadium in like a family section where you get told to sit down and you're not allowed to get up and shout. I find that unbearable. I just think, well, should we just go to the pub and watch it? So I can only imagine how shite it is with no one around you and the rules saying like you're not allowed to get up or shout or scream or sing. I I, I agree. It's just seems absolutely pointless. And remember, we live in Scotland. It's for well, for the majority of time, these games, these trial events, it's going to be absolutely Baltic out there. Just the atmosphere is what makes a lot of games. And if you've not got that, then ugh. that's a good point, Hammy. All those uh, the lack of bodies will be the lack of heat as well. You'll just be sitting there freezing. <laughs> Imagine wait, like us at Paisley, nobody else around us, us three just uh, sitting there. <laughs> I probably would have fucking preferred that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Getting being told I was a boring bastard for 90 minutes. Well, 45, actually, sorry. Aye. I just got over Paisley, thanks, Amy. Um, so on that, it was, it was kind of, there's been areas put back into lockdown. Kind of before that, it was kind of like those two pilot events were, were allowed to go ahead. And when was in Aberdeen, did you say? One was in Aberdeen, so they came out of lockdown, but allowed that. Yes. <laughs> um, and then with your Glasgow lockdowns and what have you, Nicola Sturgeon's put a, 
a halt on any other pilot events until October 5th now, uh, so a good couple of weeks away. Transfer deadline uh, day. Is that a transfer deadline day? I think so, I. Just before our first game as well, isn't it? Interesting. Exciting, exciting. <laughs> See if we can actually sign someone decent. Um, right, it's only three weeks to the Hearts. Right, three weeks to the Hearts. And are we our friendly, friendly this Saturday against Partick Fizzle? Big oh, love fest. Nobody wants to score. <laughs> They're just sitting in the, the centre circle in a big circle, holding hands. Uh, Tell stories about lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> You're on furlough as well, eh? Just got to keep yourself fit. You're part-time uh, now. <laughs> um, I think the the main the main conversation around this um, there's been quite a lot of um, stuff on social media in the last week. COVID COVID is definitely ramping up. There's rumours that Edinburgh West Slovian could be in a in lockdown as well in the coming weeks, if not the next week. With so much uncertainty just now, is there a genuine threat that the Championship League One League Two just won't go ahead, given that? We were delayed in the first place until October 17th to have fans back in stadiums. Paddy, what happens if come October 17th we're still miles off? We're still where we're at. What do you think is going to happen next season? Uh, well, if we go back into lockdown, the leagues aren't going to play. A lot of these lower league teams need fans in the stadium as well. Yeah, so financially, there's literally no point if these lower league teams even even playing if they're not going to have the income. I can't see them playing going into a deficit. Um, Simon, do you think do you think we'll still actually go ahead on the 17th? Do you think it'll be postponed, cancelled early again? What do you think? Uh, right now, I wouldn't be surprised if it's postponed. Um, just not because of any any doing with the the Premier League or or Hearts. I just don't think other teams will like lower league teams will be wanting to risk it, and they can't have like half the teams playing and half the teams not playing. And it's a huge cost to every team, and we're lucky enough that Hearts can afford it, even in the lower division. But there are teams in this league that can't afford the test and vigorously, and I think they were kind of hoping that maybe by halfway through the season, or if they can. St- they can pay to halfway through the season to have the rigorous test and they've they'll be able to to afford it for half a season and then we won't need to do it after that. But I'm thinking until there's a vaccine, this is just going to be the norm. We're gonna to have to test all the time until until there's a vaccine. Yeah. Aye, it's scary stuff. I mean can you you think how much I've got no idea how much money would be required. I just wonder if James Anderson comes back into the picture and saves Scottish football from being mothballed for a year. But you can, can you imagine the amount of money that would take for cl- to yeah. save clubs running themselves into administration, basically? If they play, they literally play a season with no income whatsoever, other than TV sales, which some clubs won't even afford to set up. Nah, that, it, it won't. It won't happen. Like. No one's going to come in and start. The, S- the SFA don't even want to pay for the lower league teams to fucking play football like James Anderson's going to do. It. I, I, I don't want to be negative, but <laughs> that's, that's a first. <laughs> There's a genuine chance that like half the leagues could be wiped out, like teams in them, because they're yeah, they've, they've just not got the money to cope with this. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'd like to think I'm a glass half full guy, but I also agree. I don't think many teams can survive a full season having to pay for testing and not getting fans through the doors. Yeah. 
Well, I'm sure I read earlier that the the big wigs were wanting any lower league teams that were going to be playing in the Betfred Cup against Premier League teams, they were going to have to start ramping up their testing just to play them because they're not doing the same testing at the moment and they think there's a risk. Obviously, there's a risk there if they're not getting tested. Um, and they were saying that it pretty much they need to think of a, a plan because they're not going to be able to pay for it. And if they can't step that up to that limit, then you're right. It's I can't see. It's almost it's almost as if the governing body have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, fuck the SFA. Fuck the SFA. It's um, and it's unbelievable. An association like the SFA has no pot of money whatsoever. I appreciate no one no. saw a pandemic. Jarvie, that's the thing. It's not unbelievable anymore. It's very believable that they've got not a pot of money. Like, this yeah. has been going on for years. And I would say they don't have a backup plan, but they don't even have a plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, yeah. and that, that's, like, that's funny, but that's the, the hard truth. Of it. They genuinely <laughs> don't have a plan. And I understand it's impossible to make plans and make comments about when the teams are going to come back. But they should have seen this coming. They should have seen that almost every single team outside the Premier League will struggle if they can't get fans through the door. And if we have a second wave, what do we do? But I don't think they've even thought about it. I think they thought, oh, the old firm's on the 17th of October. Let's make sure we can get fans back in. Mm-hmm. Why? That's it. And relegate yeah. hearts. Again. Um, I think, I'm not sure if you heard just in the last hour, actually, before we recorded this, I just heard on the radio there that um, there's going to be 1,000 fans at some English games this coming weekend. As a kind of, obviously, England's a totally different ball game. It's, top two divisions are. They've got a salary yeah. cap now in the bottom two. Yeah, but also England don't really seem to give a fuck. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they genuinely just kind of think, well, <coughs> fuck it. I think I think England are going for herd, herd immunity now. Yeah, I mean, there, there is um, <laughs> lots of people now saying that you should just simply have the choice. You know, you should be able to go and do whatever you want to do in life. Life is short. And take that risk if you want to. If you want. Oh, to. that's that's great. I'll just uh, I'll just make sure you fill out a form if I maybe yeah. have COVID to make sure that I'm allowed to give you COVID or not. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> um, but yeah, larger scale pilot events this weekend down south. Um, Hammy, if we're in a situation where the the Premier League p- plays out the rest of the year, if they're all getting tested and all goes fine but no other team in the championship and lower divisions want to continue or say that we go to another vote here and we get voted out. That's hearts in the championship until August 2021 at the earliest. Um, no, sorry. So it'd be another 2022, year, mate. But August 2022. We'd all be really old <laughs> by that point. It's a different lifetime away. Um, if that happens, yes or no, do we just move to the Vanarama Conference North <laughs> and go on our English jollies? Um, I mean, I still wouldn't be completely for that, but at the same time, I might have just given up on football by then, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's the thing gonna... is as well, if they do cancel the leagues, the only team, although they're like, oh, ha, 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 everyone would laugh at punishing hearts, the only team that can survive mothball in the championship and all the lower leagues for the coming season is hearts. Every other team yeah. will die out. The thing is, Simon, like there's a few big teams in the championship that are signing, you know, decent players. But you have to remember, other than what six, seven-ish 
teams in the championship, you then get to part-time football. Their entire squads are based on one-year contracts, part-time contracts. Yeah, they're rolling contracts, yeah. So they can simply just say, we don't have any salary outgoings now and we won't until we can actually play football and have revenue streams again. But that that means the club's dead. So that means the club exists in literally a name only because if they can't afford to pay any staff, then what are they? Aye. But given that a vast majority of clubs, half of the championship, all of League One, all of League Two, um, can do that, and they probably would, otherwise they'd go bust. I think it's a it's a genuine reality that we could see the leagues mothballed, unless unless people start washing their fucking hands. <laughs> I don't get this as well. Like people who are like anti-mask and all that, it literally does no harm and it's no effort. Just fucking wear a mask, man. Like even if you, even if you don't think it does anything. It might just help somebody and it might just save someone's life and it might get us back to football quicker. So you might as well fucking do it. If you're tuning in for a positive episode, probably <laughs> find something else. Oh, we'll get we'll get onto the positive episodes when we fucking review our signings. <laughs> <laughs> well here's a here's a, a wee funny bit for you for you, Paddy. Charlie Adam just signed for Dundee today and he said he's looking forward to giving Hearts a good challenge for promotion. <laughs> Aye, he's got no teeth though, so <laughs> he's got he's got a, um, a probably average feet. What are we classing Charlie Adams' feet? Oh, I'd say they used to be elite. To be fair, Charlie uh, Adam used to have an elite left foot. Uh, Mind he used to ping them in from the halfway line. Aye. Oh, aye. He was some player when he was twenty and looked forty. But he never <laughs> he's forty and looked sixty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, Charlie Adam, what a banter signing. We were linked to him. Um, last last summer, I'm sure. You've got to think. I don't know if he has any link to Dundee or anyone at Dundee. From there. Oh, is he? Oh, he's a Dundee. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you've got to think that if we had uh, if we had wanted to sign him and he's ended up signing for Dundee, we probably could have. Yeah, That's I'm sure. I think Levine had a look at him and said, "Oh no, you're older than me." <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those players where everyone questions their date of birth. You know, when you always get uh, random. Hi. Yeah, random players coming through. It's usually a bit racist, but we won't go there. <laughs> not on um, this podcast. Not on this podcast. Um, some cheerio news. Um, despite everything going on, Hearts managed to sign five youths um, on pro contracts this week. Defender Michael Aitken, striker Mackenzie Kirk, midfielder Aidan Denham, who's already featured in pre-season, apparently looks like some player. Uh, midfielder Harry Gordon and big goalie Harris Spratt, who already looks like a, a big monster if a man. Um, just good luck to them. Some positivity in the last week. What I'd, what I'd say to young players is like, good luck. I genuinely hope for everyone's sake that you make it, but signing your first professional contract for Hearts, you have not made it. <laughs> oh, this, should be, so this should be them bare. No, no, no. This is this should motivate them. This should be the bare minimum for them and their ambitions as a footballer. They oh, should for think, their ambitions, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's a huge achievement in anyone's life, especially at like 15, 16, whatever age they are. But I think the problem in Scottish football is people think, and we know many people like this, think they've made it once they've signed for Hearts or Hibs on a professional contract. Mm-hmm, That's yeah. the bare minimum. That's what they should be expecting. And they should be thinking, right, now I build on this. I'm sure they um, say to them. No, no, you're absolutely right, and I'm sure a few of them will I'll be doing their best to, well, hopefully all of them, will be doing their best to break into the first team and go from there. So, good luck to them. Um, Aaron Denham, 
the midfielder, kind of attacker midfielder by the sounds of him, apparently has been looking really sharp in a couple of the preseason games. So he might even pop up on the season, might be a wee fringe player. So we'll see. Good luck to the young boys. Um, Hearts played Hearts this week <laughs> and got beat 3-2. Um, Hammy, you were, you were particularly amused by Michael Smith. I did. Uh, he done a wonderful, you know, it's obviously, it's, it's very official with full refs and all that and coin toss at the start. It's no usually, it's no like, you know, just in the dressing room sort of do it. Coin toss. Michael Smith wins the coin toss, decides to change sides. I like that. That's top top trolling right there. <laughs> yeah, I know I know in England, but I'm not sure how common in Scotland it is, but um a lot of teams train with fully qualified referees. Oh really? Um just to yeah, give yeah. them an idea of what it's like with game like game decisions and stuff. Like so they know like how to dive and all that and how to win the ref over and Essentially, obviously when you didn't mayor. Yeah. yeah. Um Goals came from Hearts home side, Boyce, Lewis Moore and Ollie Lee, and on Hearts away side, Craig Whiten and Connor Smith. So it, it was actually, aye, so 3-2 to home Hearts, like that matters. Um, there was no kind of match report, but the only thing we've seen was Ollie Lee. He's been looking sharp as any, and in all the kind of videos they put up. Obviously, they're heavily selected, but it's been looking good. Yeah, um, I want to say something as well. A couple of weeks ago, I said that I'm not enamoured with any of our centre mids. I will retract that just for Ollie Lee. Yeah. I honestly think he deserves a chance because he's had some games where he's looked all right, and I do think he deserves another goal because I think he's a good player. Yeah, it was just the person of fallout with Levine made him yeah. get loaned out down south. Yeah, he had no issues with continuing at Hearts at all, apparently. Nobody can blame him for that. Nope. No. <laughs> I'm on his side. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Paddy, a few players to talk about here, the kind of fringe players. Um, Craig Whiten's reputation this preseason nope. just seems to be <laughs> building and building. He's, uh, he's apparently looked like our, our best attacker. He's put on muscle. Nielsen's been talking him up big time. Um, I mean, what are we going to see here? Are we really going to see and Craig Whiten... Starting, striking, scoring goals next season. No. Um, do you know what I tend to find happens when a manager talks somebody up as much as Craig Whiten's been talked up? Is that they're trying to sell them. <laughs> I completely agree. Every time I see something about it, I'm thinking, this is a piece to get him sold. There is far too much far too much talk about Craig Whiten here for them not to be trying to sell them. <laughs> I would have I no mean, issues with that. If he can get one more chance and do all right in the championship and then we can sell him for money, everyone's a winner. And if he does well and he stays, we win. So if he's playing well, there's no loser. So let's see. The thing is for me, right, Craig Whiten had way more opportunities than other strikers we had. Um, what was it? Cole Stockton. Aiden um, Vanacek. Aiden Keena. Vanacek was a different Vanacek. fat ball game. But... Um, <laughs> I once again am on his side about all this. Yeah, same. Also, Craig, that's a bit much from Craig Levine calling somebody else fat. <laughs> um, that Craig White, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm sure it was 16 or 17 appearances and not one goal. And you saw under Austin McPhee, they had a good wee run of games there. He had plenty of minutes. And he was one of those players where genuinely it came to half time or just 60 minutes in. 
and like Whiteham is going off and you were going, Christ, I didn't even realise he was on. Yeah. He can just disappear. He was scoring goals for Abroth last season before lockdown. On loan, oh, so. amazing. I forgot that even happened. Feels like 10 years ago. <laughs> it does, I know, it really does. So, championship, this is level. I just hope, I hope you're right, Paddy. I hope he is getting punted out the door. Um, Hammy, Lewis Moore and Connor Smith, they're probably much the, the same in terms of opinions here. Two young fringe wingers. Given the boys that we've signed um, and given how, how much Nielsen said publicly that the main focus was bringing on wingers, do you find the two youngsters can still be in the first team here? What, what's happened with them? I think they can. I think they've still got a, a place, um, certainly for backup. Um, but they, they need to, you know, essentially prove that they can get into the, the first team. And I think if they're not able to get into the first team this season, then I think you need to look at cutting them loose. I still think we're a bit light with regards to depth, um, especially in the wing areas and midfield. So I don't see any harm in keeping them on. They're not going to be on a lot of money. Um, so I think there's there's going to be, I think there will be opportunities as well. It's a, not as long a season, but a season in the championship probably feels like two or three seasons in the Premier League. So <laughs> there could be injuries see, and things. I think I think at their age, you've got to give them like another three or four years before we make our final decision. I mean, obviously, if they're not playing at all and. Aye. whatever's happening in training but I think if if they're in the squad and they're making games I think to decide on how good they are or not because what are they not both only like 18, 19? I think Lewis, uh, Lewis Moore's a wee bit older Connor Smith's only 18 I'm sure he's quite young aye so another three or four years and they're still wee laddies like I'm, I reserve my judgement on anyone under like sort of 20 for a good couple of years I think because players peak at different times yeah absolutely um, it's like on the same note. Same note. You look at um, Jack Grealish, still getting nominated for Young Player of the Year. <laughs> he's like he's oh, like twenty five or something. <laughs> You're like, well, hang on, you've been playing <laughs> since you were eighteen. You're halfway through your career. I know. So no, nah, he's English. So. About. Aye. They can. Oh, uh, Gabby Agbonlahor thinks he's the new Iniesta. I'm not sure what player he's been watching, but it wasn't Jack Grealish. <laughs> I think Jack Grealish is a fantastic footballer. Now, their tactic last season was literally give the ball to Jack Grealish. And almost got relegated. That was a one-man show. I think Spurs could do well. Your favourite team, Paddy? That's discussed. What? Well, Spurs could get relegated? I wouldn't be that surprised. <laughs> um, just finally, before we, we move on to other things, um, it's been confirmed in the last week that Tynecastle is going to continue to host Scotland under 21 games as uh, they play against the Czech Republic on October the 9th. It's got some, uh, some fans' backs right up, given that we're working with the, the SFA on this. But do you think he's bothered by that at all? Where's money money? doesn't really bother me. Um, yeah, think, yeah. We can't go anyway, so... <laughs> like, who cares? Apparently the restaurant's doing well. Yeah. Number one restaurant <laughs> on TripAdvisor. And yeah, Edinburgh. there we go. Unbelievable. That's just Hearts fans gain at five stars, eh? <laughs> oh, 100%. Like you would go to your own stadium's restaurant and not leave it a five-star review. I don't know if it was really bad. If it was really bad, I would have to say. I wouldn't review anything. There's nothing that would make me <laughs> No, I don't review. review anything. Nah, that's psychopath material. But if it Mario. was really, really bad, 
<laughs> Probably like, like, I bet oh. you'd have used them. No, no, I've not got the time in the day for that nonsense. <laughs> I just had you down as like a serial one-star reviewer. Maybe you should, Taddy. Maybe that would be like so, some sort of ventilation and uh, some sort of therapy, just reviewing all the shit in your day. <laughs> That's what the podcast is for, I thought. Uh, yeah, you should build it up and bring it on here. Yeah, we're pretty much a one-star heart review podcast. We give, we give hearts one star. <laughs> just realistic. Okay, here we are up in the UFO once again by the Silvery Moon. Uh, this week we found ourselves by Venus and made a huge discovery, which you probably saw on the news. A swamp like penguin creature has been discovered exactly one kilometre above the. Uh, <laughs> above Venus, so I don't really do science, it's Paddy's job. But anyway, there's some sort of life on Venus. Unbelievable. My question for you boys, say this uh, say this penguin comes down to Earth one day, it's got size 10 feet, about the shape of a human, and it can play football. <laughs> <laughs> and it can just play anywhere. It's just like a Michael Smith, but a bit taller. It's just a solid <laughs> 8 out of 10, whatever you want. And it wants to come to hearts. Since we've got a good relationship, I believed I believed it all up to the point where you said it wants to come to heart. <laughs> Basically, one one position you've got a a six foot two Michael Smith, but that's a penguin. You can play in one position on the park. Where do you put them? Center mid. Aye. Center mid. Aye. There is a big gaping hole in center mid. Oh, Peter Haddon might be a six foot two penguin. penguin. Oh shit. That'd be all right. Mind high. What's underneath that ponytail? A beak. <laughs> I just tucked his beak off. He's actually just spun his head clean round. As you say, centre mids. I don't know, I'd probably go for a striker, given we haven't had one since John Robertson. Uh, Craig Whiten? <laughs> <laughs> we'll send Craig Whiten, Craig Whiten to Venus. <laughs> go, go and play for the Astros. Um, aye. Paddy, that was incredible news, but something even more incredible is that Aaron Hickey is still at Hearts. How? <laughs> Last I mean, week he was, he was literally he was, at the airport he was in Italy it, flag. He was in Italy, waving the flag about. Surely it's just about the, the minor details in personal agreement with Bologna for Aaron Hickey. There can't be anything. Hearts wouldn't have let him put out a statement on Instagram. Let him go to Glasgow Airport with an Italy flag. He was in Bologna. And fly out there. <laughs> yeah, and fly out there yeah. without them having agreed everything and it all being fine for heart. So I'm guessing it's just Aaron Hickey who's wanting a bit more spaghetti bolognese. I would like to remind <laughs> you though, this is hearts. And anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Can you imagine if Aaron Hickey's playing left back for us next season? After all of this, I'd 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 sooner see that than fucking A.D. White. <laughs> uh, it's just mental. I'd, but that was, I think that was over a week ago. I think it was eight days ago, maybe even nine days ago. He was at the airport. I am playing. Gonna be playing Ibrahimovic next Saturday. Can I fucking believe it? <laughs> what is what is he doing in Italy? What's going on? Doesn't it doesn't take like... this long to do your contract and your medical? 
I don't know. Adam man. Celtic. Oh, maybe that maybe that Italy flag was the wrong way around. Maybe it was an Ireland flag. <laughs> oh no. Peter Lowell's got him in a in a jet. <laughs> Tied up going to Celtic. Uh, it's uh, it's just making me a bit nervous. We'll see. Uh, surely have signed. Surely signed by the time we record next week. Surely. You've been saying that for about five weeks. I'm I sure. Uh, yeah. Well, I looked at stuff from week one the other week, and I'm pretty sure Aranicki was on that. Back when Lazio bid for him. <laughs> uh, anyway, Hammy, your your favourite player, Andy Halliday. It's been conflicting news in the last week. Um, there's been reports that it's pretty much a done deal, but there's been other reports that um, Hearts haven't even offered a contract. What have you heard and, and what are you wanting? Um, again, I keep watching him on uh, Cy Ferry's podcast and he gets better and better to me. Um, if he's available, yeah, take him. Um, I don't know. What I the don't... fuck is this? Take him now. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like him now. Oh, he's so funny. Yeah. He, um, so funny. But, he, might be, he might be waiting for clarity on what's happening. Like, he genuinely might wait until the first game's actually in, in the calendar and it's actually going to happen. Because like, re- if I was a player... Yeah. Why, why would you sign a contract then if you genuinely didn't care what's going to happen? Yeah, like, exactly. Fine if it's that. And... Like, I mean, I guess you could say, oh, why didn't they sign a six-month deal, a one-year deal? That's not good to him. It's not good to Hearts either, signing players on, on wee deals. Yeah. Um, Unless you're there, you. There's... Oh, <laughs> there is... And I think is the closer it gets to the season, it seems the more... Um, less clear it's getting. So there's probably players that have signed that are a bit like, shit, what have I done here? I bet that Jordan Roberts is like, what have I fucking got myself in for, man? <laughs> That's, that's a very good point, Hammy. You, you've got to think if a team like Livingston, Hamilton, St Mirren could afford them, they would have brought in Andy Halliday by now. So maybe Hearts could be the destination. But yeah, if, what's what would be the point of him joining if it then got mothballed and he was only getting paid 40% salary, etc. David, yeah. oh. you know who he's signing for? It'll be Kilmarnock. Aye, that is a good, that's <laughs> a good shout, Paddy. He's going, to, he's going to Kilmarnock. That's so where all the be, players that are linked with Hearts go to. That's true. And normally they go from Hearts to Rangers then come on. <laughs> hey. um, He's just missed uh, us out this time. They have just also stole Malumbu, so I doubt stole. Kilmarnock. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt they've got the I doubt they've got the money. But uh, it just seems like such a waste of a, a very funny man. Just get him on board. Um Simon Jimmy Dunn um, has apparently said that he wants to stay in England. That's been re- reported in, in multiple sources now, um, which is gutting news, but I can't see I'm surprised. Are you? No way, Jambo's kickback was wrong. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that. I? None, of us, none of us really ever believed it, but it was going around, so we, we, we highlighted it. And we highlighted that it was a done deal, but obviously not. <laughs> Yeah, Do you think like these a... people just go, get on board, I'm just going to fucking put up. <laughs> the done deal. Well, you can kind of tell the kickback, to be fair, that there are some people that are credible credible posters, you could say. Like the, the John Souter ACL, that came from a credit, like straight away you knew, that's a credible person, that's probably true. But you wouldn't just take something like some... To be fair with that, that happens every season, so... 
Like, <laughs> it's really you could almost it. tweet that, like, put that in your drafts. <laughs> Aye. I have it set to tweet about uh, October. And it's going to be true. Exactly. Like, that's that's not used. That just happens. <laughs> Aye, he's a big Tory bastard, anyway. Aye, fuck him. <laughs> well, is there, uh, is there any background information on that? Yeah. He is a big Tory bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Fair news. Um Paddy, Anthony McDonald has had probably the most obscure link of the summer. Are we, is this even summer? Well, it's still the summer transfer window, fuck it. Anthony McDonald has been linked with Paphos in Cyprus. Um, now, thinking of Anthony McDonald's career, he's, probably, he's not going to be a first-team regular. He's 19 years old now. Do you think Paphos, he might as well just go on his jollies <laughs> and enjoy himself? Hey, that would be fucking quality. Warm weather all year round in Ayanapa. In Ayanapa. I mean, if I was Anthony McDonald, I'd be like, get me to Paphos right now. Exactly. I mean, Paphos are probably Googling who Anthony McDonald is going, who the fuck is this? Or t- same we're linked with. That why scout, mate. <laughs> They've looked yeah. at that a couple of games he's played and went, oh, I. Nah. I like Anthony McDonald. I think he's a good player. I don't think he'll be a first-team regular, but I think he's the type of player that's it's good to have around the squad. He can play multiple positions. He's he's homegrown talent, so we're not going to lose anything if he does leave for free. I just think keep him. Why not? I was see when Anthony McDonald broke through. Um, you remember the period, Tammy? Like he was unbelievable when he first broke into the first team. Then, on his full debut, he scored. Was it a goal or a, some big mazy runner and an assist? It was like a midweek yeah, game. And he's opening in his debut, yeah. And he got man of the match. He was absolutely unreal. And then it was another thing with Levine. Levine, apparently, I remember hearing that Levine stopped playing Anthony McDonald because he thought he was too good. <laughs> apparently, he was strolling about the place, acting like he was Ronaldo. And Levine took him down a peg and took him at first team. It just shows how good a, good a man manager Craig Levine was. Really, really inspirational stuff. Really making these young players feel wanted and feel just just good about themselves. Uh, brilliant. Confidence. Oh, you didn't need that. Sung out the fucking first team. Like you're talking about with JC35. Like you need someone who's just a bit of a prick. And to be a high-end footballer, and we know some footballers, you have to be a bit of a prick. Like you just oh, have to. So, yeah. I mean, Anthony McDonald... He's at a crossroads right now. He's only 19. He could break into the first team, establish himself, get a big move. Who knows what the future he might peak in his 20s, get in the Scotland squad one day, or go to Paphos and sell shots at half time. <laughs> it's up to you, but Do if you I was. Think this thinking... league's about. This league is just, just to strip. <laughs> um, but Simon, cash your mind back to when you were 19. When I was 19, if I had an offer on the table like that, I know what I'd be doing. Yeah, fuck the ambitions. Yeah. <laughs> fuck the ambitions. I'm away to Paphos on my jollies. Okay. Um, it's just been confirmed today that Hearts have signed ex St. Mirren player Mahai Popskew. We'll go with. Um, a ball playing centre half. Um, he's absolutely adored by St. Mirren fans. They're kind of publicly. Uh, public outcry is that they wanted him back and they're devastated to see him go to Hearts. But apparently he's not actually any good at football. <laughs> so, Sounds about right. 
Oh. Yeah, so a, a Dynamo Bucharest fan said earlier in broken English, he is the worst player <laughs> to have ever played for our club. To be fair, I always think that it's some other team's fans because it's always like a new account mm. with nay photo, no uh, previous yeah, no. tweets, and literally all they've tweeted is replying to this post about a player joining arms. Yeah, possibly. Sad bastards. Yeah. I've watched, uh, I, I could vaguely remember remember him from his time at St Mirren. I looked at a few clips and stuff, and it did bring back a few things about him. They've done well for St Mirren. Like, that was their championship season, I think it was. So, the ball playing centre-half, he's maybe a backup for Craig Halkett or thereabouts. We'll see. Right start. Is Berra not injured? Suter's injured? I yeah, Berra had a recurrence of his injury, I think. I don't think it's major, but it's not a good sign anyway. No, it's not. What other centre-halves have we got on our books? I could see Peter Haddon dropping back. I could see Haddon playing at centre-back. He was signed at centre-back. In the championship, you you hope that you can play Haddon as a centre back, and he can mostly play in the middle of the park whilst we yeah. have the ball, and he'll just sort of act as like an anchor. Yeah, yeah, you hope so. What other centre backs have we actually got then? Say, say Haddon injured better. Craig Halkett, Suter's out, obviously. Dickamona's yeah. away. I'm trying to think who else played in there last season. Michael well, Smith. Jimmy, Jimmy Dunn will be here. <laughs> Done deal. Jimmy Dun deal. Uh, so yeah, we are really lacking at centre back. Eh? Very true. So I, uh, we'll see, see how he works out. Um, hopefully, he turns out to be another cult hero like a Dickamona type, which he seems to be with the St Mirren fans. We shall see. Um, speaking of transfers, just thought now would be a good time to look back at all transfer names which have been mentioned um, right back to week one. And you know the very first name that we that we spoke about on the show, a young Kevin Nisbet <laughs> leaving Dunfermline. Um, I mean, we never rated him. We never really wanted him at Hearts. Um, who I think knows you rated him, Jarvie? Oh, it was a <laughs> fucking joke, Paddy. We're on the same page. <laughs> um, uh, whatever happened to him, eh? <laughs> Um, According to some of my friends who support some of the some team in Scotland, he is the best striker in Scotland, <laughs> and should have been in the Scotland squad. Uh, if see if he wasn't injured, you might have made it in. Lyndon Dykes did. Um, no, Lyndon Dykes is much better than fucking Nesbitt. Uh, very different <laughs> players. But I, uh, I mean, he plays for Hibs. I don't rate him at all. Like I think he'll, um, he might end up on out on loan. Might see him in the Championship later this season. Who knows? It's not a good. Um, some of these names, it was really interesting because like, we were under the impression some of these names were done deals, uh, like Jimmy Dunn, clearly. Like, Tommy, Swift, Tommy Smith, the big Kiwi, um, New Zealander, it was like a done deal. He was coming in, teammates were better. We were just waiting for it to get over the line. Now signed for Colchester. Yeah, I think I, I never take any rumours, no matter how reliable the source, until the Hearts page have actually confirmed it. Yeah, it's yeah. just stupid to do anything otherwise you see people get so excited about players and put so much time and effort about players blah 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 and they never sign we've got a list here that is huge mm-hmm. think about how much time and effort and we put in no effort at all <laughs> <laughs> all, I, all I do is write words then that's it 
Um, but to, to batter through some of these, uh, Demi Mitchell, he was never linked with, with Hearts. He was just let go from Man United. Um, interestingly, he'd been training with Sunderland and he's just recently joined Blackpool um, on a, a season-long loan. I've wrote down and I've just said he was let go from Man United. Who cares? <laughs> Aye, who cares? That's it. Who fucking cares? He never wanted to be at Hearts. Was it you, Hammy, that was saying... Was it your, your dad spoke to Demi Mitchell or something? Was it you that said Yeah, that? and he was... It essentially said he wasn't coming back. He was really going to try and make it at Manchester United. Yeah, but his dreams have come true. That's what they all say. <laughs> um, Hammy, you again. Sorry, your uh, your favourite player, Prince Boabin. We we heavily linked Prince with a return for the championship. He's continuing to play in the Romanian second tier for a team called Panduri. Gutted. I wanted the old team back together, but... You know, again, I'll keep tabs on him on Insta. He's living his best life, so I'm happy for him. <laughs> it's not like promoting vape products or something. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. Um, Ross McCrory just joined Aberdeen and looking just absolute elite. Sure that he could have gave Ryan Jack a, a run for his money in that Rangers team. He's far too good. Joseph Malumbu, the bastard, joined Kilmarnock. Um, Kyle Lafferty, the return... Um, joined Regina. Hopefully, he'll be uh, maybe be roommates, like stepbrothers of Aaron Hickey. Teach him a, a thing or two. Um, Kane Hemmings left Dundee. It seemed to be quite realistic. Um, I kind of could have saw that one happening. He's joined Burton Albion. Um, an interesting one, Stephen Kingsley, that left Hull, uh, the ever injured left back. Uh, he was about to sign, apparently, terms are on the table four weeks ago now. Um, I reckon he could come in for Hickey once that's over the line. Could see if that Hickey ever leaves. <laughs> Alright, Paddy, go and get on the fucking phone. <laughs> like we were saying earlier, though, why would anyone commit to Hearts right now, even if they've not got a club? I think with a player like Kingsley, I think with his injury record, the only feasible club in the UK he could join would be Hearts. What, she'll join somebody might, else? We, yeah, we might not play, so... I know, but... I mean, this this is the this is the, the we are a club that assigns players with serious injury problems. That's our well, yeah. Strategy. If you're a good player, the only reason you're signing for Hearts is because you've got uh, bad personal issues or you've got injury history. Yeah, that's going to be that was Levine's kind of yeah. plan. Yep, but yeah, Stephen Kingsley, I'd I'd watch the space, could see him coming in still. Um, unless I bet he's fucking signed for someone tonight. I bet he's a way to like Rotherham, Forest Mechanics or something. Really? Um, other names, Jason Cummings. Turned out that he was just trying to book the function function room only. We established that with Jolly last week or two. Uh, Luke Le- Leahy. Uh, he's still with Bristol Rovers. I'm not sure what happened as I'm pretty sure at the time he was getting slated by fans and he was a free agent. But he scored a penalty for them at the weekend against Sunderland. <laughs> No idea. Um, similarly, Murray Wallace remains at Millwall. This is a big fan's favourite. It, it seems on kickback. Everyone seems to love this Murray Wallace guy. Know nothing about him personally. Um, still there. And Paddy, if you can go over to you for our latest news on Edison Cavani and Mario Balotelli, please. Uh, Cavani's offered himself to Barcelona, so he is still without a club. So it is still possible. 
<laughs> and Balotelli. Balotelli seems to be having a go at a lot of people on Twitter at the moment. That's, that <laughs> seems to be the be what he's he's doing. So living I've been your just... dream, living your dream, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say Edison Cavani's offered himself to Barcelona, how does that work? I'd imagine his agent's gone to Barcelona. You could get Cavani in on a free. Hmm. I don't know if we can compete with wages that they'll be paying. Well, to be fair, they're about to go bankrupt, so... Oh, so it's back on then. Good, good, very good. What's that? Messi to hearts? (laughs) He was in Edinburgh. Griffiths probably have been there. Um, So it sounds like Balotelli's doing a a Kanye West. Kanye's been pissing on his Grammy... On videos Can I just uh, say another thing from abroad, please? Just one thing. Um, of course. So the French League, I think, has been back for 28 league games and they've had 20 red cards so far this season. Yes, that's what you love to see, eh? <laughs> that's what football's all about. Aye. Phenomenal. There's been a severe lack of red cards, two, two like blatant red cards in the Scottish Premier at the, at the weekend there. Absolutely blatant. Just nothing given. But the standard of refereeing is, it's all, like when that incident happened in that game where the player two-handed volleyballed the ball out of the ball. Porteous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't be asked. Like, <laughs> I wasn't even surprised that that wasn't pulled up, and no one made a big deal. Obviously, like Hearts fans and other fans tweeted it and were like, "Oh my God, shocking! How can this not be seen?" But that was it. If that had happened in any other league, despite the profile, it would have made so much more of a buzz. But fans are just so used to the fucking shit that the Scottish yeah, referees that it doesn't even make that big of a bump. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis, uh, you're the you're our referee representative. Do you have anything to say on this matter? It was it was blatant. Even Salportius looking at. I think it was Willie Collum. Ah, you seen like Gogic? You seen Gogic hit Porteous and be like, <laughs> pretend that you've got, pretend that you've done nothing wrong. You seen everyone just go, just keep going, just keep going. Everyone knew it. It's insane. That was wild. And the other one was uh, Morelos getting the literally like a stud. It was it looked like he got shot, <laughs> like then then on his leg. Um, and uh, it was uh, definitely like it doesn't matter like if he meant it's it or not. It's not even being reviewed, is it? But it was no. no, it was that was like 100% it's a red card. But if we're going by the laws of the game, it's a red card. So there you go, Scottish shit boy. Morelos is one of those players though that does make so much fuss and is is very vocal and does wind people up. That when he does get fouled, it's the boy who cried wolf. When he does get fouled, people think he's just play acting and hamming up. There is that, yeah. but there's also the fact he's always got a twat of a haircut, so I think that's probably a problem as well. <laughs> it's half a haircut. Yeah, when I worked in a school in Glasgow, loads of young boys had that haircut. They actually did. He literally just gets like a wee side part on one side just to be tidy up the scissors, please, and the other side just a, a zero. <laughs> you, that's crazy. You like, put your hand over a picture of Morello so he literally has two haircuts. It's fascinating. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> But it might be cool in Colombia. That might be very cool in Colombia. Yeah, and fair play, Tom. Remember the the original Ronaldo had his head shaved apart for just a wee bit at the front. And the wee doorstop. <laughs> the wee doorstop, aye. To be fair, he then went on to win a World Cup, so you can't really hold that against him. Yeah, you can do whatever you want with your hair. Aye. Morelos isn't going to win a World Cup. You'd be lucky to win a Scottish Cup. 
<laughs> but they'll stop ten in a row. I'm sure they'd rather win the league than any trophies. And they get to concede a goal, man. Like as much as I fucking hate every other team in Scotland, that is impressive. To, to at any level, what is that like? Eight games now. Um, I think it was their seventh there, including seventh the without conceding a goal. No bad. That is pretty decent. Yeah, that, that Balogun coming in at the back. I know he's, he had a wee spell injured there, but just that extra bit of competition and experience at the back for them has done them wonders. Like, yeah, um, aye, it's it's a shame. It is a shame as much as we hate every other team in Scotland that there's no fans at games just now, because this is the biggest season off of our lifetimes. It is the closest ten in a row run there's been between the two of them. So it part just feels the, like it's part of the time when Rangers almost done it. In Ireland, right, ninety-seven. <laughs> Martin O'Neill came in and, and revamped Celtic, but it's just, um, aye, it just doesn't feel like it's getting talked up, and it's because there's just no fans. There, it's just lacking that. But the season there's also a big reason. Sky Sports. Uh, there's that <laughs> yeah. as well, but it's also nobody else cares anymore. Yeah. I mean, it was a shame as well. Scotland obviously had that spell there on Sky Sports, but it was the only games getting televised before English football returned. And like the highest scoring game was 1-0 of yeah. all the televised games. But I think that was, that was the SPFL planning as well, because there was a period where there was no games on in the whole of Europe midweek, and Scotland had a clear run on like midweek telly, and they didn't even plan fixtures for it. And I'm, I'm really, really against playing football for TV's sake but when the only way to watch it is on TV, it seems like a golden opportunity to put on some midweek games on the telly when there's no other football on in Europe but now nah, the SFA have not a fucking clue what they're doing Hearts Partick Thistle live and free this Saturday, take it you'll all be watching Yeah and we'll not be watching together Unfortunately, two households. Oh, bloody COVID. <laughs> Simon's but I, everybody. Buzzing, buzzing for it. No, I'm not. We will not break the rules. <laughs> <laughs> you just all keep keep wearing your mask and washing your hands. Eh? It's back to Tink Castle. <laughs> I know, that's the thing. Like, literally, if any Hearts fan out there thinks that these masks and blah, blah, blah don't work, just wear it because we can get back to Tink Castle quicker if you wear it. Aye. And who's uh, an anti-masker? John, John Sutter. Aye, big fucking Tory fucking bastard. Tory bastard. Aye. <laughs> Horrible, smelly Tory hamstring bastard. Hamstring bastard. I think that's the title Achilles. of the show story. Hamstring <laughs> bastard. Um, aye, John Sutter. Some boy. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking... I can't believe that. Well, I can, because he's a Tory bastard. <laughs> Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. Hammy, out of context, Jambles kickback. What have you got for us this week, please? Well, lads, as you'll have uh, seen in the news, St Mirren lost uh, two of the goalkeepers through COVID, positive COVID tests. They've now actually come back as negative, by the way. Um, and the third one had to self-isolate along with them. So St Mirren were screaming out for a goalkeeper. Um, they had Jamie Langfield on the bench and along came Hearts to offer them our second goalkeeper. Now, I don't know how you feel about that, but I'll, um, I'll, I'll go through how, how Kickback reacted. Starting from the initial 
chat about it happening. So a few posters were saying, um, string them along until the last minute and, they, and then we can say we've changed our mind. They can ram it if they think we're helping them. Another one says, if Bobby goes and helps St Mirren, he shouldn't bother coming back. I don't think we should lend him Zalamal. These cheating parasites have been laughing at our misfortune since last season was culled, and even this week their two fans have been at it. I wouldn't give them the jizz cheese from my helmet, and I would be disappointed if we lend them a reserve goalie. Get your oh. money on the vermin to win by five. St. <laughs> lie down can fuck off and die. Tin pot snakes. Accept with a closet. We can call him back at any time. Call him back at 2.55 tomorrow. Fuck them. St. Bribes can F off, bunch of cockwombles. Hearts need to tell them to ram it. So there was an obviously a common theme. The, um, I don't think the Hearts fans really um, wanted not, not them too to pleased. go. Not too pleased. And then we moved on to well, these posts were about Saturday, about two o'clock. So obviously it had been agreed that he was going there. And um, well, again, it didn't, it didn't brighten up much. So it says... Uh, more, more cock cheese or whatever it was that he said. <laughs> well... No, these were they, they started getting uh, they started turning on Hearts at this point because Hearts had agreed to it. Good, um, good. So it says uh, at least we've got a fantastic restaurant. That's the main thing. Maybe we'll win an award from TripAdvisor with all the money we're going to save on Bobby's wage for a week. We can make an even more improvements to the catering department. <sighs> Disgusted <laughs> by this loan, unless it, unless he helps take points off Hibs and Celtic, then it'll be funny. That didn't didn't happen. No, um, didn't. no, no surprise, Bobby Zomal was shy. Oh, I, I didn't see the, the, the goals myself, but apparently uh, he was at fault. That's <laughs> um, for everything. <laughs> there was, um, obviously, as, as Kickback does, there was people defending the club to the hilt. Um, so somebody retorted, ah, the post without thought. It is a player off the wage bill for a while at least. Good news. A player who may, who may well get regular football for a while and will be in the short window for a move if not to St Mirren. Good news. You will not be complaining if by reducing the wage bill we can bring in a player in a position which is, which is of more urgent need to us. Good news. There's always a chance a keeper may be required by us should Gordon get injured. But we sign cover as well. Oh, and the late start to the season we can recall players in January should be required. And... Um, Quite quickly, this was brought back down to earth because a player off the wage bill is there for seven days. Um, yeah, again, yeah, seven in days. a short window, seven days, three games. And uh, who are we going to get in for 1500 quid, roughly, if he was on that for a week? Uh, I'll do wage. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll play. I'll just come in for a, for a laugh. And just to finish off, just to set the mood of how it was, I never thought I would be this angry again for a long time. Never took long. <laughs> it is. It is just repeated things that just make you go, "What the fuck is going on, man?" I know. Like repeatedly. I I did not think we would come to their aid. There's 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 only one team getting something out of that, and that's Simon. And I we should have just why? said fuck off. Aye. Like it shouldn't have even been a discussion. We should all just went, no, nah, fuck off. Like all this only heart shit. Fuck off. I just go, no, nah, fuck off. I don't know yeah. if you get what I'm trying to say here, but uh, it's along the lines of fuck off. I don't know. <laughs> I see for all the teams in Scottish football, there's some where you, where you kinda you go, Oh, probably shouldn't they say that or better avoid that topic. See with St. Mirren. I could not care less. Like I think it's appalling that we helped them and gave them yeah. some out. 
they, I like agree. you said, there should have literally just been a, a straight flat fuck off and no. Yeah, it, it should have just if they phoned or emailed or whatever, however they contacted us, we should have smoke one, signals and Paisley, mate. <laughs> one not replied, and two, if we, they did manage to get in contact with them, just told them fuck off. What do you expect for us? If you don't have a big enough squad or you can't deal with this, ask someone else who's maybe going to help you. Ask Celtic, your main sponsor. Yeah. Aye, aye. That's yeah. I don't understand, right? You've lost three first-team goalkeepers, right? Like, imagine Hearts lost their three first-team goalkeepers. Lamal Gordon and um, the boy we got Ross. on loan. I can't remember his name. Um, Ross Stewart. Someday. Like, I'm fairly certain we would have another goalkeeper. Surely, like, and even if it was an eighteen or nineteen year old, they did have academy players. They did have academy players. I mean, it's. But then it goes. Then it should have called the game off. But I don't know. No, don't know who was in charge of that decision at Hearts though. Because if that was, doesn't make sense. If that Wilson must have had a sign off in that. Wilson came out and supported it, but you don't know if he's just doing that because. Aye, how much he's been sort of told that to, you have to go out and say this. Yeah. Ah. Whoever, sure just, to... whoever was in charge of that, the final decision needs to be sacked. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and budge, sack yourself in. Oh, dragged, thing is, I sort of... dragged through the streets as well. I, I mean, surely they knew what kind of reaction this was going to get. Eh? We've got a new CEO now. And it's not exactly a great sort of first couple of weeks for him with this happening, and then with the season ticket thing that's happening. I fucking tell today, all of you, he used to work for the SFA. <laughs> <laughs> I think, see, behind closed doors, I bet Ambudge, the, the new CEO guy, Robbie Nielsen, I bet they've had a conversation where they've went, This isn't going to go down well. And I go, Yeah, it's not. But let's just be the, the bigger people here, and let's just let Slamal go out on the line. Uh, you know, and there's so many other clubs. There's so many other clubs that could have given him a player. It's it's yeah. it's so pathetic. And I'm not one of these old staunch Hearts fans who just thinks everyone should hate us. I think everyone hates us, and I don't care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not bothered about that reputation, but I'm not actively looking for it. But this is mental. We should have just said fuck off. I fuck Remember. also fuck being the bigger person. Fucking inbred bastards. I know, we tried to be the bigger person for like three months and they Aye. find us. We got James Anderson to shell out money to every other club. What else like, are we expected to do here? It's disgusting. It's a disgusting act of kindness. And it's broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever next. Eh? Whatever next. So I saw someone was saying... Um, what happened if it was all three of their strikers? And that's for Stephen Naismith. We probably would have fucking gave him him and Boyce for the season. <laughs> have them both for the season. No bother. Yeah. To be honest, see, when uh, our season was first delayed until October 17th, I did have the fear that our first team players would get loaned out until our season started, like really early on. No, um, you, can't, you can't do that for, uh, for insurance purposes. You'd lose all your players through injury. Yeah, I couldn't imagine, I know. But it was just early on. It's like the MLS, mind, uh, mind big Clint Dempsey used to come over to Fulham on his jollies. Why? Oh, the season ended. <laughs> what, not at just working all year round. <laughs> but that's also a great point. Imagine Zlomel got injured and we're just left with that big fucking hoodie that couldn't do anything. Like, 
that's I'm paying his wages at the same time. Aye. Oh, oh it's Lamal got injured, yeah. Aye, sorry, yeah. Craig Gordon a big hoodie there, I was like, excuse me? No. <laughs> no, yeah, for a second I was like, who does he mean? But he means Lamal. Um just just finally, boys, um it was just confirmed earlier today that as season ticket holders, we're all gonna be guaranteed to watch all eighteen home games this season. Um, on telly. On, on, through the, the Hearts website. And it was pretty bleak reading. It gave uh, it didn't even give one one courtesy sentence to say, but you know, hopefully we see you at the stadium. There was just nothing. Um, this is our hearts' hands. They're, I think they're trying to do everything they can. What bugs me is, you can only use like your browser for Hearts TV. Mm-hmm. You can't get it on your PlayStation, your Xbox. You can't. It doesn't have an app, so. It's quite a fucking nightmare to actually get Hearts TV, like on a big screen. HDMI's, Chromecasts. I know, but I know what you mean. It's there's just not the there's not the software behind it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd want, but it's better than none. Be if they, put, if they brought out like a good app, like a good app that you could download on your iPad or whatever, I'd I'd think it was much better. But uh, they're not going to uh, do that, are they? Hearts didn't have the money, no. especially not right now. It costs a fortune to to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, Hammy, how did you did you read it? I mean, did you think from that you're going to be lucky to be at Ten Castle this year? Yeah, I think what the what this sort of statement went into was that they're investing a hell of a lot of money to make it you know, better than what's currently available with regards to Hearts World, with, um, not with apps and all that, but I mean with uh, cameras and things and better servers. So, because obviously they're, they're offering this to nearly enough 12,000 season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you won't have 12,000 people signing in at one time, but um, so there's going to be a lot more cameras and things there to, to make it a bit better. You wouldn't invest that type of money and uh, infrastructure for a few games, so I that's not a good sign, I would say. Yeah, lucky uh, Laurie Dunsire. He's probably used to like a, a thousand or two uh, viewers a week for the home games, you know, for the international ones. I know he's going to have this whole audience of every season ticket holder <laughs> <laughs> listening. I'm commentating. I bet he's absolutely buzzing. Um, it's Paddy, a great opportunity for him. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued to see if we go all out. If we've got like a wee studio team. You know, if obviously John Robertson's well, if they're if they're looking for folks who can be <laughs> really, really pessimistic about everything hearts do. Uh, we are, we're available. Just put that out in the ether. Think Aye. positively and all that. Yeah, good um, laugh. Paddy, speaking of speaking um, positively, you're normally the the ne- most negative man I know. Um, do you think you'll see hearts at Ten Castle in the next decade? <laughs> Well, as in the virus is going to last that long? Aye, I mean, are we going to find a vaccine? Are we are we going to get back in crowds in the next decade? Javi, like, I don't think any of us are making it to Christmas, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I think it's all over. <laughs> well, I think uh, on that cheery note, um, we'll just say goodbye. And thank you for listening once again to the Hearts, Conspiracies and UFOs podcast. Next week, we've got the big prediction show for you. Uh, we're going to predict literally everything. We're still going to write a list, but I think it's going to be quite big. The week after, we've got a special guest that we're interviewing. We're very excited to bring you. So, yeah, an exciting couple of weeks ahead. 
So until next time, keep your ear to the ground, keep following the hearts, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.